All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lion Vault Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else and what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature titan today from Delaware, none other than Dustin Oldfather. Now, Dustin, it's an honor and a pleasure, my friend. I cannot wait to have this conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, you're so very welcome. And I'm so grateful to be on the show. It's a great honor. Thank you, Greg. Oh, my gosh. And, and I, I can't wait for everybody to just dive into the series of questions with us and get to know you as a man, as a professional, and, and what you do every day and what you've done you know, for the real estate world and community. So, Dustin, without further ado, I guess let's just dive into the first question, which is really just telling everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what your life path was to get to where you are today into real estate, kind of your background story. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I, I grew up in uh, Crofton, Maryland, um, you know, in Anne Arundel County, kind of close to the Bay, close to the Chesapeake Bay and spent some time out there with my dad and, um, you know, kind of uh, worked, maybe not at the, uh, had a little bit of challenges as far as, you know, where we fit in that group. Um, but our parents moved us to a place that was a place that we could grow. Um, so we kind of took a step in as, uh, as, a, as a family who was on the, uh, on the climb and um, it gave us a great proving ground, lots of great people. Um, and then personally, you know, I, uh, I had a love of baseball, really worked towards getting a, a, a baseball scholarship. I got a few offers and then um, financially just didn't work out for me to go. And so I uh, spent a little time in the, uh, the nuclear Navy um, which was a lot of fun, but some, some of the most amazing people in the world, some of the most amazing intellects. I used to think it was smart. And then I got around some of these guys and, you know, what would take me 35 hours, they'd be done in five. Uh, uh, so man. I spent a lot of time they call it, in the Navy, they call it 35 tech five. So that means you had to work, had to study five hours a day on top of uh, being in school seven days a week. It means you're not as smart as everybody. So the nuclear engineering program, uh, I loved it. And I had a lot of fun and met some great people. Um, and then uh, came home, uh, uh, was having migraines. And so uh, I came home, wasn't the, uh, the easiest transition to come back and you know, wow. move back into my, my family's house for, for a little bit. Hmm. And then, um, you know, just kind of found my wings, went back to school, uh, took the GI Bill that I had and, hmm. um, and then kind of focused on those, uh, uh, you know, on my education. And so I uh, went to the community college and then went to University of Maryland. And um, focused on a genetics curriculum before, you know, my final year, I came out to the beach to say goodbye. I, I had a great personal friend who I met um, that was also from the Navy, but outside of there. And um, coincidentally, he passed away. So he was, you know, you know, 38 years old and, and uh, just uh, out of the blue, just, wow. you know, he, he just, uh, he got a virus, which was uh, kind of unprecedented. And as a corpsman, he had a kind of a, he had a, a very, uh, he had a macabre sense of humor. He, he knew he was going to go and he, he told the doctors they weren't going to be able to figure it out. And they, wow. they weren't. But, um, but we had spent so many great summers here in Delaware and Dewey Beach. So we would come down and and his, uh, his ex-wife had a beach house. And that was completely new to me. I didn't, the idea that you could go to a place you could pay for a room for the night. You know, this was VRBO before VRBO was VRBO, right? This basically, you're like, yeah, I want, I'm gonna, I want to rent this, you know, four by eight a section of carpet, um, you know, so that you can be ne next to all the young and beautiful singles and be at the beach. Wow. And uh, and so we spent some great summers here, and um, you know, and to honor him and and to also say goodbye, 
while I was at uh, the University of Maryland, I, I had a good summer and my uncle um, worked here in the area. And so he helped me find a, find a, a, a summer job. And that's the, the summer that my wife rode by me on a bicycle on Second Street. And so that was one of those, uh, yeah, she was completely out of my league, um, you know, but gratefully she needed a green card. Um, so, uh, and I, I kid, but, uh, but over time we, we were, we decided uh, as friends to get married. And then after we decided to get married, we, uh, we fell in love. So we did it all backwards. And so I'd, sometimes I'd say, you might as well marry a stranger. You've got just as much chance of it working out. Oh, wow. um, now we've, we've been together for almost 20 years. We've got two beautiful kids. We're thinking about another one. Um, and so that's a little bit of just a life path. Uh, yeah. About, uh, 2005, you know, we were both working in the area, just in seasonal work, you know, managing restaurants and just saw this kind of what's happening right now, this unprecedented, like, looking around and seeing everybody was making lots and lots of money. And, you know, we're, you know, work, we're seasonal workers, so we weren't making much. Sure. And uh, seeing this huge opportunity for income for, you know, when you, you're kind of serving somebody, you get a sense, you know, I think, hey, maybe I'm as smart as this person, or maybe I have as much ambition and drive. And so um, we both took that step into real estate. Um, and then, of course, that was 2005. So we doggy paddled right into the, the, the downturn. Everybody else was making big money. We got licensed, you know, spent all of our savings. Um, the saving grace in that, though, is that going through that downturn in 2008 or 2005 to 2008 is it was all declining, right? And we were focused on getting listings and then expenses are still high on listings. And then you can't sell the listings because the market's falling out from underneath of you. Um, that time will come again, um, you know, but not, but not right now. But in that, we, we recognized we had to do it a different way. Um, and then that's when we uh, embraced the online consumer. You know, and, and boy, there's so many things we would do differently going back if we knew now what we, you know, uh, would, would have known then. Um, and it was, uh, it gave us the, the inside track on treating real estate like a scalable business. We were, we've developed a team before the team was even a, con not the team wasn't a concept, but it wasn't a, a prevalent concept in the real estate space. Sure. And so by, by that push and the number of inquiries that we were making, basically pay-per-click and Google, which was kind of unprecedented at the time. And then you have this you know, old guard of agents and, and people that are um, used to a traditional way of doing business. And so we were, we did it a little bit differently and that uh, gave us a, a great inside track. And so you know, moving forward with, you know, in looking at the consumer journey online, how do you make the connections, um, developing scripts, sales scripts, and not scripts to be, you know, manipulative, but scripts to, uh, to enhance the experience with the client. Sure. You know, we're, uh, we're Zillow um, uh, Flex partners right now. And, you know, sometimes we've had some frustrations with, oh, you were shifting the script. But when you look at the out output, which is that when you follow a set series of questions that match what, what most consumers are looking for, for that buyer profile, they have a lot better experience. Yeah. And so, you know, the cadence of follow-up, making sure that you're giving great information uh, and, um, and then the inside sales model, I mean, it developed, developing a call center. And now the call center has multiple um, outputs because uh, real estate opportunity or real estate consumer is also a mortgage consumer for us is also an insurance consumer for us. Uh -huh. And so, uh, you know, potential for property management. And so there's, there's many opportunities off of the, the spokes of this wheel hmm. that we've, we've kind of grown into over the years, but that initial uh, move into the online um, or the consumer really changed the complete trajectory of our careers. 
Dustin, when you mentioned the, you know, the path and again, what got you to where you're at today, I mean, it's absolutely incredible seeing that and, and hearing it. I, I picked up on a few things that hopefully the audience also did as well. When you're going through the process of being kind of first to market with certain aspects of team and direct to consumer, but before these things were prevalent into the industry, obviously that's a wonderful opportunity. It's a, it's a chance, it's a risk, um, but obviously you've really invested your time and your value and your money and thought process into the right spaces and look at the growth and, and success that's gone through. But not, not just the success on a financial or, or number standpoint, but the, the communities that you serve and the families that you, you help and guide through this process is absolutely incredible. And, but I, I do know that you're involved in several different spokes of the wheel, as you, as you mentioned. And to, to me, the thought process is, is more of like a one-stop shop or a smooth, very smooth transition for the consumer. But I would love for people to know what your thought process was with mortgage and insurance on top of real estate. I would love just kind of, I guess, your path into what made you make those decisions. So I think it's brilliant. Sorry about that, Greg, our connection uh, was unstable. Uh, so uh, as far as the, the one-stop shop concept, um, the statistics say that 50% uh, of the consumers, if all things are equal, will prefer to have a one-stop shop. And so there's a, an economy of efficiency for the consumer and that consumer experience. And so um, we were generating a lot of buyer, uh, buyer activity and representing a lot of buyers. And, um, you know, at that time, uh, you know, MSAs were, were prevalent um, and kind of the, the go-to. Um, the more we looked at that and then with the pressure from the CFPB, we, we really, you know, felt uncomfortable with that. And then the, the relationship with the lenders, which is, hey, no, I, you know, you need to push me loans or else I'm not going to pay you. And then it's this weird, um, like forced um, relationship with, with your agents, like, oh, we got to use this guy. And I, I never want to be, I, I always want service to dictate the paths that we take. And so the more we looked at it, um, you know, we explored uh, some of the verticals. I worked with one of my coaches and mentors and so it was years ago. And I said, hey, man, I'm, a, you know, I'm looking at my exit strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm almost 50 now, but this is probably going back, you know, seven, eight, 10 years. Wow. And, um, you know, at that time we were, we were, you know, a high profile team, mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't have we didn't have a great exit strategy. And he said, OK, well, we should be looking at these verticals. And then so I looked at the verticals, you know, uh, mortgage, insurance, title, um, property management uh, and, uh, and, and construction and then just the, the economics of it. And then what we had to offer we're you know, we're buyer heavy. So 75 percent buyers. It made sense to look at the, the mortgage piece first. And the mortgage piece is, is very efficient relative to certainly from a from a profit perspective now compared to the, the commission compression that's going on mm-hmm. one in the marketplace and then two with your you know with the relationships with the agents yeah um, but the more we looked at that that was a natural fit you know that business needs an operator my wife's a, an operator and analytical and we have another talented operations director um, without without an operator that's not something that can go because there's a lots of, lots of boxes to check okay. and there's lots of things that you got to take care of Looking at the the next step, which is okay, great. We've in, improved the communication. That was one of our, the reasons we did it. Is the experience we were having in the marketplace with lenders was choppy. Sometimes they disappear on you. They ghost your client. 
you're supposed to close on a you know Friday afternoon. You call and they're not there. I mean, there was you know, and that's just the marketplace. You know, we always work with really good people, but when somebody brings in, you know, works with a you know a credit union or something that's out of the area and they're trying to squeeze a deal through in another place, they don't know about how things work. Um, we we recognize that we could have more control of the experience between the consumer and the lender, mm. and it also is a little more comfortable because a financial conversation is a sensitive conversation. Right. Very strange to get on the phone and just have a an open dialogue about all of your finances and all of the things that have happened in your life. You know, as far as your financial history goes with a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. um, so making sure that that connection is made and trying to get people integrated early. So we kind mm -hmm. of treat that opportunity um, uh, as special from every uh, business that we have. So every, you know, every prospect or inquiry that we get, we want to give them service and all those components and make sure they get what they need okay. um, rather than having to go hunt around, especially if it was people coming in from out of the area. Love that. So, yeah, and so to, to, to the next step, which was insurance, and mm -hmm. insurance is a, is, a, is a lower margin business, but it also has a compounding effect, which is 90% of those policies renew every year. And so wow. combination, which is, hey, we have a great opportunity to, to improve the service experience. And so yeah. we will we'll quote, we'll, we'll quote our listings on insurance. So when somebody's buying it, they at least have a ballpark for what it's going to be. Yeah. Is it going to need flood? How much is that going to be? And so that's helping on that side for, for selling listings. And then for our buyer clients, the last, I mean, it, let's, let's all be, you know, candid, like how many people really get excited about insurance? There's sure. not a lot of this, right? right. It's the last thing in the, in, the, in the real estate sales process, right? And so you're like, oh yeah, oh, I need that, right? Like, who do I talk to? Mm -hmm. And so we, we recognized that we could close that gap as well. And so okay. integrating the three companies, you know, in the consumer journey, um, to me, gave us more control and are, we're able to deliver a more consistent service experience. Mm. And we're clearly in the experience economy now, um, or yeah. how much longer we as humans will be in to be squeezed by the blockchain is another question. Sure. However, in the meantime, the, the tech-assisted agent is able to do more, to give better service, and to continue to enhance that the consumer journey, mm. um, you know, by finding the 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 friction points and, and trying to get them out of the way. Gosh, but Dustin, when you're explaining that, that thought process and really putting it together, it, it's ultimately the consumer's perspective and how smooth and, and simplistic it can be. And, and I think that there's huge amounts of, you know, just brain power that went into putting those pieces together. And obviously it works. The, the actions kind of speak louder than words and the success that you and the team and, and the different, you know, spokes of, of, of your, your uh, business that way, it's just absolutely incredible. And so marketplaces, specifically Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, am I missing some inside there as far as where you guys really, you know, get, get involved, your, your areas, that sort of thing? Yeah, we, we really started here on the coast of Delaware okay. and we're, just, you know, we were just uh, doing the best we could to be really good agents, you know, focused on listings and trying to, to learn what our value was and getting connected to, um, you know, to expires and withdrawns, kind of doing the, uh, the tougher work in the beginning. Uh, we didn't know any better. So we had a good broker that, that put us on the path. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, as our, uh, as our reach has, has continued to grow, We've had more uh, opportunity to, to then uh, serve additional markets, and so we're now working, you know, you know, on Maryland proper, Anne Arundel County, Baltimore, Montgomery County, 
um, and then into Ocean City, which was a natural connection to the south of us. Hmm. And then uh, Wilmington is a uh, is a market where there's there's synergies as well between you know people have a beach house here on the coast, and then they have a home uh, in uh, in Wilmington. And so uh, ha looking at kind of following. Uh, following the where the consumers were and where we could we could add value, um, we continue to focus on that. Uh, I, and I absolutely love that. And again, you're just ultimately setting that footprint or that that benchmark for everybody to really look at and to see you know what you can do from a business standpoint and and looking at it from a different perspective to really take it to those highest levels. And, and I love it, Dustin. I know your team is incredible. You surround yourself with phenomenal people. And, and that's really, it's the sum of all parts that gets it done. And, and you're, you're living proof of that, which, which I absolutely love to share and, and for everybody out there to experience it. This is the real deal. This is what you want to look at um, if you're really trying to take your business up to that spot. And now, Dustin, I want to switch to the next question, which, which everybody's always excited about really just learning from the best and brightest about how to grow and, and change their business and really move that needle. Now, you had mentioned, again, earlier on, the, the team model and mentality before there really was a big thing with teams and or pay-per-click and, and, and getting direct to consumer and really understanding their behavior. So you can answer this question however you want, because you have so many different ways of perspective. You already shared so much great stuff. But if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose a few things, one or two things that you added to it, that you really saw the needle move, you really saw growth, um, any advice that you give anybody watching or listening? Yeah, there, there's lots of places that you would look from a historical perspective. Um, you know, as we were we were growing and starting to scale, uh, we were at a a great mastermind session with uh, with uh, the head coach Tom Ferry, and, cool. um, and Tom, you know, wrote on the board these five circles. We had just rounded out our team. We had you know an ISA, and we had a listing coordinator, and we had you know, a, a client success director. And we were, we had those pieces in place and it was a marketing specialist and mm -hmm. it was a sales manager. And there were all things that were the next level in the scope of growth. Yeah. Um, your biggest, uh, the biggest levers that you will experience and uh, are the people that you find mm -hmm. when you find somebody that matches your passion and Leadership is a tricky thing. You know, there's no one profile for a leader. You know, uh, Jobs is historically grumpy, but obviously did some amazing things, right? Um, you know, Gates is another type of leader. There's so many different styles. You know, Mark Cuban, very mm -hmm. different flavors. Yeah. Well, you, you know, what I would tell anyone is to, is to embrace your vision and your personality and your purpose. And that sounds really fluffy and a little corny, nope. but you do that when you just, you just look in the mirror and you're, you're self-aware and you're like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm a driver. I just, I only want a bunch of, you know, hunter killers in my office and I don't want anybody who's a relator. I just want to go out and kill it and have, you know, work with three people and we're all going to make a million dollars a year. And that's what we're going to do. That's one, one style. My mm -hmm. style is a little different. You know, I, I, I like to make a really build an inclusive group. Um, you know, it's part of why we live on the coast. There's diversity in, in, uh, in styles and, and uh, personalities and, and lifestyles. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me, I always wanted to create a safe place where people were excited about taking care of 
and this sounds corny too, but it's true, really taking care of, of people that are willing to trust us with this big decision, you know, wow. for me to, to move from, you know, kind of just uh, from moving from, you know, from being very uh, blue collar mm -hmm. into the, uh, the, the white collar world to, for people to trust us with, you know, multi-million dollar properties. To me, I, I put a lot of weight in that. I really respect it. And, yeah. and I feel the same way about every property. You know, sometimes there's a little agents will go like, oh, well, that was a low price point. I'm like, we love every, we love every opportunity. Wow. <clears throat> we can't work for free. Like mm -hmm. there are some break points on things, but sure. you know, some of your, some of the most satisfying transactions you do are for, you know, are, are at the entry level for people when they're just getting started or mm -hmm. when they've been through a transition or God forbid a divorce. And then people are trying to, to reestablish their lives. It's a great an honor and it's a it's a something we don't take lightly mm -hmm. yeah and when you when you mentioned that though dustin to, to me i know it's ringing through for everybody who's watching or listening is understanding yourself first and foremost and in, in your style and surrounding yourself with people who understand that and want to amplify it and uh you know really look at it for the greater good is is a huge proponent and and, and furthermore, I think to adding to that for myself, that, that goes for any size or any level. I mean, not everybody wants to be a billion dollar, hundred million dollar producer, right? I get that. And, and uh, I, I think you look at it from the standpoint of who you are and your community that you serve and what are your individual goals and setting the path. I mean, you, you had mentioned uh, Tom, and I think that looking at it for Guilt, kind of guilty by association, surrounding yourself with great people. That's internally, externally. I think it all comes into it and it, it raises everybody's standards and bar. And I think that that's big takeaways on top of it too, is, you know, really just having that network of people that you can, you know, have those deep conversations and honest truths and, uh, you know, setting that uh, perspective for each other, I think is great. It's kind of that accountability buddy. And uh, in any form or fashion, whether it's, uh, you know, somebody that's on the team or outside of it, that's a, you know, a transplant sort of thing. But I love that, Dustin. And um, from, from the perspective of your thoughts, anything else that you want to add to that at all? I mean, there, you've, you shared so much great stuff. I don't want to cut that short. So is there anything else you want to talk about that way? Growth scale, the, any advice? Yeah, if, if you're really at the beginning of your career, adding leverage, uh, usually traditionally people will say hire an admin and then kind of go down that path where you offload marketing and you offload uh, the contract work and then the contract to closing. Um, earlier than that, um, it's very clear to me that adding an inside sales assistant is more important. Love because it. if you have somebody who's working for 10, 20, 30, 40 hours trying to yeah. get you more clients, more appointments, the, uh, the, the growth and the expansion of the rewards, you know, per transaction goes up dramatically. And so wow. for each additional transaction, um, you know, it's not a bonus. It's, it's a set fee for each one. So you move from two to three units, you know, you've, you know, you've got a 30, 35% increase in income. And that offset also gives you more time to give great service and to not try to do so much. It, it, it is wow. a, uh, it is the, I can't imagine being an individual agent at this point um, to try to juggle all the things that are necessary between marketing, lead generation, follow-up, nurture, contract to closing, inspections. Like these are really specialized activities. And I think that's what was forced and what we saw coming is, 
in a, in a good way, the, the industrialization of real estate again is to put back to that industrial model, which is, hey, let's find specialists for each one of these parts of the business. Yeah. And that would be my, you know, my other uh, key uh, point to, for people to consider. Okay. When you have a clear map of what you want it to look like, which is, hey, we're going to have a listing director, a marketing director, you know, client success director, sales manager. When you're clear that you have those things, start looking for all of them right away. Hmm. And so, so many times people get focused on the linear next hire when you may have an amazing marketing talent that is available to you and, and would match on brand. You don't have to do it in the order that it's mapped. You have to basically fill in all, all the boxes in, a, in the best way. Find all the best people to, to, to be in those roles and if you find a talented sales manager out of the gate, they're going to be a huge lever, you know, versus, you know, they're going to have a, more, a bigger impact financially in most cases than a marketer. Mm-hmm. Although a great marketer also has its own benefits and some synergy and some halo effects from everything that you do. Mm-hmm. So philosophically, what I've shared with people is, you know, go ahead, post all the jobs. Don't just post the one. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, if you're not getting good people or, or people that match what you're looking for, then you just raise the compensation. And you do that. You also can uh, you also can offer two different levels of comp. You know, for say it's a sales manager role where a traditional broker role would be, you know, X, but you know a star like regional manager would be, you know, two X. Uh-huh. Then run both of those ads. And if you get a star manager, they may they may come in and bring in you know a, a cadre of agents, and then you're already kind of ahead of the game. Wow. There are these these force multipliers that are available to us. To me, they're only available through finding great people. And if you only focus on one channel, that's the only thing you're going to see. You know, we worked for probably two years we found, before we found our marketing director, who's a really special talent videographer, uh, writes amazing copy, clever, funny, you know, great perspective, just a phenomenal editor. Love it. But I knew that that role was so important. Mm-hmm. I advertised for it for a long time and nobody was coming in. No one was coming in. And then, you know. Uh, he kind of showed up and was just perfect. And we've, we're still friends to this day. In fact, we went into business together. Wow. Um, we started a marketing company. And so I just support him on that, um, you know, Beautiful. basically from the work that we did together. So um, finding great people is, is critical. Um, but I would say don't be chained to, to necessarily finding them in a specific order. Wow. If you find great people that match your vision and they can move forward and they can enhance the consumer experience and the economics work, um, your risk is really low when you hire somebody, you know, because everyone has an off ramp, you know, and in general, in our experience, people are going to, they're going to take the off ramp if they just don't match on culture. Mm. We haven't, for some reason, it just didn't know it wasn't going to work. And that's part of life. But over time, you know, you build a culture and you find the right people and you want a group of people that are synergistic, in my opinion, um, as opposed to just finding, you know, a gear for a a part of the machine. You know, you want people that have different talents and then you want to shade people into roles that match their talents. And not everybody, like somebody might have some really good parts of their marketing, but they're maybe not good at the digital part or they might be like we have a copywriter and then we have a social media, you know, content writer. And then we have different people for distribution and they're different, they're different talents. Right. But right. you ask the, the copywriter to go write a, you know, a Facebook ad mm-hmm. and it's going to come off weird. Right. Sure. Yeah. But, but copy is still important, right? Mm-hmm. You still need words, yep. um, you know, and you need images. And so we've always invested in that and had a, an in-house uh, architectural photographer. Love um, and then you, you want to let, uh, you know, those artists really work together. So you create this little different animal. 
Um, but taking a look at what, what it is you want to build. And, and as you know, you can build it very lean. You mm -hmm. can drive all of these support positions to one, one or two producers. And, you know, there are people with extraordinary incomes, right? You know, personally, um, I recognized, you know, several years ago, I had an appendectomy mm. and, uh, it caught, you know, at that point I'd never had any, any surgeries. Wow. And so getting appendicitis and, and then looking in the mirror and saying, you know what, if I, if I, if someone hadn't told me, I would have ignored it. Right. Mm. You know, cause it, it subsides and then it can come back and kill you. Wow. Um, and so when I realized how, you know, the, like, my fragility, which I'd never, acknowledged before huh. it occurred to me that that what i was leaving behind as a producer and somebody who was the only one who could not the only one but uh -huh. but the primary the primary uh, profit center for the business i recognized yeah. that wasn't going to be the best thing for my family and so wow. at that point we really you know and when you're growing an organization it's a it's a it's a one step forward, you know, one step back because you, you, you increase the production, you increase the efficiency, and then you make a higher and that it absorbs all the profit that goes along with that. Right. So sure. it's this constant doubling down. Um, but deciding to, uh, to find great people and to focus on that, it's just made it joyful. You know, we're, we're not bitter about the business. We love what we do and, you know, we want to do it for a long time. And, um, you know, without having, you know, the excitement of adding the mortgage and excitement of the insurance company and then the synergy that's happening behind them and then seeing this new group of agents that are really, you know, tech adjusted and then utilizing technology to, um, you know, to, to, to work with the consumer. I mean, we have, right. I, I say this with great respect, but we have agents in their, you know, in their sixties mm -hmm. that are, that are doing video tours that, and have awesome. like, didn't, didn't think about it at all. I'm doing video tech scripts. I, you know, and you would think that not necessarily the technology, maybe they're a little bit out of that, uh, that technology loop, right? Sure, sure. Uh, it's been amazing to see people grow and, and to still find a, and, and find a great income. You know, we had to uh, mm -hmm. have a young man who was working in retail and now he's, you know, moved on. He's got three transactions this month. He's going to wow. make more than he's ever ever probably imagine that he would make, you know, probably mm. quadrupled his income, you know, at least on a monthly level. Unreal. Um, and he's really excited and doing great work. And so you also don't want to judge uh, too much. You want to be, you want to be very careful with uh, your assumptions about people because mm -hmm. sometimes it's, it's the person that you least expect. It's the one who's going to be, you know, who's going to be the star of the show. Oh my gosh, D Dustin, the, the, the nuggets that you were dropping down, the gems, uh, absolutely incredible. I mean, the, the leadership and just opening your mind to the audience was incredible. And the processes and everything that's associated around people and, and really having those tasks, uh, something that stood out to me, I, I see a couple different pictures. One, you know, just, just, being a, a race enthusiast and being on the track, you know, we're, we're taught to, to open our periphery and not to look into a small segment. So we open our periphery wide and we look down far. And, and when you had mentioned, when you're looking at it from a standpoint of you have certain amount of people or processes that you're bringing on, don't be stuck to that order is be open, open your eyes and, and look further down to say, if you've got the right person, the right system at the right time, it might not be in the order you initially envisioned, but eventually all that's going to come together to form that piece of the puzzle. I love that. You, you said that beautifully. I just wanted to make sure that everybody heard that. So pause it, rewind it. That alone is just incredible advice. And, and again, what I love about it, Dustin, is 
you've done this. You've been there. You've done that. You bought the t-shirt. You're learning every day. You're growing every day, you know, and um, that that's why I get so excited about meeting incredible people like you and, and sharing your story and your message with the audience out here. It's just, there's just so much for everybody to learn. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know we could go on and on. That was just the tip of the iceberg, my friend. I know that there's so much more. Uh, And I want to encourage everybody who's watching or listening, please follow Dustin and the team um, on Instagram, on Facebook. So much knowledge, so much basis. I'll have links in the comments down below. Dustin, I did want, I wanted to bring up one last thing and selfishly, I wanted to bring this up to a a fellow podcaster uh, because I know that so many people that are tuning in, they love podcasts and love great people. Obviously you're, you're amongst the best of the best. So would you mind sharing a little bit about your show and kind of what it's about and that sort of thing? Cause I would, I would encourage everybody to get involved with it, subscribe and, and, and tune in. So would you mind sharing that? Thank you for that. First of all, very, very generous comments. Thank you for that. It's yeah. uh, it's an honor and I'm, I'm really grateful. Um, and so, yeah, with the, you know, with the podcast that was, um, you know, uncomfortable, it's like doing <laughs> webinars. It's like everything. It's like doing video for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and so for my show is interesting. What, what I have a, a coach who's got a tremendous following uh, uh, on their podcast and actually multiple podcasts. Wow. And, um, you know, he asked me, well, what do you want to do with it? Like, what do you want to sell? And I was like, I don't want to sell anything. <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, you know, just, and I, I wanted to make it about, you know, about the stories of the people that were here um, to highlight, uh, you know, one of, one of our callings is to, to advance charities through our reach and our exposure. I see charities, but at good causes, right? So mm-hmm. last week, you know, we, uh, we interviewed, um, you know, the Humane Society and the SBCA, to hear what was going on, where people can contribute, where they can get involved. Um, and so the same way that, you know, you and I are talking, it's interesting to hear the stories from other people and, and the, what's special about them. I think that's part of what makes us human. And so sharing some of these really, I mean, and so many dynamic stories um, was really what we decided to do. And so, uh, yeah, it's the Dustin Oldfather show. We did one with uh, Dr. Tam, who is the CEO of BB Medical, was talking wow. about the uh, the the, the uh, COVID vaccine. This was a while back, Unreal. you know. But we want to we want to provide information. I mean, we're not a newscast or anything, but we want to get relevant and local, and and be able to share the stories that that really do matter and and that people might find interesting. Oh, gosh, Justin, I, I love it. And I'm going to have uh, links in the comments down below. So and anybody who's watching and listening, please subscribe, tune in. Uh, there's just so much knowledge. If you want more of this man in your life, th- this is one way to do it. So, but there's so many things, but Dustin, I, uh, I can't thank you enough again, just for taking the time. It, it was an honor and pleasure, my friend. I really appreciate you. I feel the same way. Thank you so much, Greg. And I do need to make this official. And I do every episode. You are dubbed an official real estate Titan. That is a badge that you can wear with honor forever. No one can ever take that away. That is yours, my friend. But uh, I appreciate you. I really, really do. Uh, and, and everybody, I thank you and appreciate you as always, your time and attention, your love and support. If you like what we're doing here with Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like and subscribe. You know what to do at this point. I do need to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Linebolt Media. If you are in the real estate industry and you're looking to grow and scale in a technical basis with digital marketing and advertising, they have a free mini course that goes over so many aspects of growing and scaling your digital business from automation to leverage points, from content creation to funnel building, uh, you name it, they've got it in there. So take a look at the link below, but uh, we are live every Tuesday afternoon here on Real Estate Titans, different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.
Thanks, Dustin.